It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome. What's up, D.C.? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Wizards with SB Nation's Bullets Forever writer, Ben Mahich, and myself, Anthony Cittadino. We're your hosts, and you are now Locked On Wizards. Go subscribe to the Locked On Wizards podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you may listen. Go throw us a follow on Twitter at Lockdown Wizards. We have a great show ahead of us. Ben and I have a ton to get into, but first, we'd love to thank all you listeners out there, wherever you guys may be, whenever you guys may be listening. Thank you for making this a part of your day. Lockdown Wizards faithful, we love you. We appreciate you. And we can't wait to dig in to everything we have. Ben, we got a lot to discuss tonight, man. More NBA games have been postponed. Russell Westbrook will now be sidelined for at least a month. And Damian Lillard had some bitter comments towards a reporter about our Washington Wizards backcourt. And the Wizards still search for another big since the Thomas Bryant setback. Ben, how are you, my man? I love how you cued it in, thanking everybody for their support, how loving they are and how great they are. And then we're going to cue in another horrible news segment for you guys because after all it is a wizards podcast like you said on on wednesday night we got an update from quentin mayo over at nbc sports washington that russell westbrook has suffered a major setback in his quadricep and that he's expected to miss at least three to four weeks of action initially when this happened scott brooks said that he didn't anticipate it being that very much of a big deal um they kind of called it a minor injury that he suffered during training camp and he was playing through it obviously but it looks like we haven't gotten any official news from the team yet but if this comes to fruition and he misses another month of action the wizards are currently at three and eight at the bottom of the standings anthony if this report does come true and it looks like it might westbrook misses four weeks what does that mean for the wizard season well howl netto and smith are gonna get a lot of minutes right it's looking like they've already been, you know, getting, you know, over 20 minutes uh, a game when, when they are played a lot and, and on Russ's off nights. But, yeah, when, when Russ is out for, for a month, all we're really looking at is how Neto's probably going to get to start a lot. Is Smith's going to come off the bench, play over 20 minutes. And we, we really don't know um, how this is going to affect the Wizards down the stretch because right now – they haven't played their last two games. Their next two games are coming up. They're hosting Cleveland. We that that is still got question marks all written all over it. We don't know if those are going to get postponed. And then they they're supposed to start this five game um, road trip starting in Charlotte. So I don't know how this is going to affect them. Um, I I definitely think with without Russ for four weeks, the the Wizards can do just fine offensively. Um, and and still pick up 
just as many wins as when they have him um, still early in the season. And, and if, if he is sidelined for four weeks, obviously it's not a good thing. It's not, I mean, you know, they're losing their starting point guard. So that's, that's, uh, that's not a good thing at all. But I do think with what we've talked about, what we've seen with really the backups at the point guard position and how lucky Scott Brooks really is to have having two capable backup point guards. I think they will be just fine um, for four weeks and, but, but, but Russ will be greatly missed for sure. Obviously, you know, missing their all-star point, you know, point guard, a future hall of famer. That's that no one wants to ever miss him. We want him out on the court. We want him to play. And, and, but I, I think right now the team's in good hands. What do you think? Man, after what we've seen with this team, I can't honestly confidently say they're in good hands. I, I like Ish Smith and Howell Neto as backup point guards, but when you're relying on them as full-time starters for a month, that's where I get a little worried. Obviously, Russ had already missed four games. They had been sitting him on back-to-backs. He had been laboring this quad for this whole season, seemingly, if he got hurt in training camp. But I think, obviously, this, this does hurt him. For the Wizards to be at their full capacity at their full strength to show what they can do they need russell westbrook on the court and we haven't really seen what he can do at full strength yet i mean he's been injured all season long uh as we've talked about previously it's kind of a cruel irony that the wizards are dealing with this because they traded for him primarily because of his durability supposed to be more durable than john wall and and he's shown that obviously the season he hasn't been and the season is going to have a lot of repercussions on the future of the team and if he's missing a month of, of of action in a shortened season um, I'm not really sure how the Wizards are going to be able to bounce back from that, especially since Thomas Bryant's already out. He's out for the whole year. So they're undermanned, as is. Your starting center's out, now your starting point guard's out. It's a lot to overcome. If it was just one of the two, I would be a lot more optimistic. I'm not two of your five starters, and you already have a weak starting five as is, with Isak Bonga starting or, or Denny Avdia or Rui or whatever that Scott Brooks chooses on any given night. And mm-hmm. it looks like he settled on Rui and Denny, but... Like your starting lineup's already fairly weak, and you can see it in, in the record. And now your two of your five starters are out. I mean, it's a it's a tough thing to overcome. I, I think if they were gonna miss anybody, it's okay. I guess it's best if they miss Russ, because like you said, Ish and Howell have picked up the slack as best as they could. But ultimately, there's only so much they can do. If you're missing right. a guy like Russell Westbrook, it's it's a really really difficult thing to overcome for the team. I think it is. It really is something that's that difficult to overcome and also now we have the news of three wizard players that have that have tested positive for for the coronavirus and you know the phoenix suns game just got their next game just got postponed the last the last game that the wizards played it was against phoenix and now you know they they have these question mark games coming up against cleveland we don't know if they're going to even play those games and it's just everything's up in the air right now so, I mean, Ben, what do you think about how, how they're really handling this situation, you know, not really giving out any names, you know, or, you know, who's, who is tested positive or, or what, and really what the future holds? Yeah, because I don't think they know what the future holds. And the league keeps doing this sort of thing retroactively where they're trying to be proactive, I guess, retroactively, which just doesn't make sense because the Wizards had played three or four teams with positive players on their team. And then they played against the Suns. So you can presume that someone on the Wizards had it, yet they played against the Suns, and now multiple players on the Wizards had it, and now the Suns have to shut down. So everything they're doing, everything the league is doing, they're working backwards. But I'm glad you pointed that out, because even though the Wizards have games suspended right now or postponed, I imagine that games will be played within four weeks. 
And we know that players have to quarantine within at least two. So that means we can presumably say that Rui Hachimura has it just because he was subject to the protocol. Right. So if Rui is missing two weeks, you got Russell Westbrook missing four. You got Probably Mo. Probably and Mo pro- right. Potentially Mo Wagner and another player whom we don't know. We know at least three players on the roster have it. We don't know who the third is. Yep. And that means you have three starters out now. So missing three starters, that adds another wrinkle to the basketball element because not only have like you can't overcome these sorts of issues because obviously they don't have the reliable backups for it. And then just the manpower that you need to just overcome these these random setbacks that they've dealt with during a pandemic. It's it's a really difficult thing for an NBA team to overcome, especially a team like the Wizards, which are shorthanded as is. So some of it isn't their fault. I mean, much of it isn't their fault. It's just pure bad luck. No one injured Thomas Bryant. He, he fell on a freak injury. Right. Looked like he tweaked his ankle, ended up ter- tearing his ACL. Oh, Russ, I... who knows who knows how Russ tore his quad or, or injured his quad rather. And now you have Rui who who potentially had contracted the coronavirus. So all of these things, honestly, it's just it's just sometimes you just get a dealt a bad hand. Right. And it's hard to win a game when you get a dealt, dealt a bad hand. And that's kind of what the Wizards are dealing with right now. Oof, Ben, I don't know about you, but when I was watching those replays, all the different angles when TB went down, I was some of those some of those angles made me cringe. Oh, the way I, I I hated seeing it. I obviously we're sitting here wishing him a speedy recovery. Can't wait to see him play next year. But yeah, you're right. This season has kind of been plagued so far for the Wizards. It's been one thing after another. I know the whole league has been dealing with a lot with with COVID protocol and and everything that's been going on that is there's been so many question marks everywhere, but really the wizards, it has been one thing after another injury wise. And, and it's just, it's been a rough start and we got a lot more to get into in the next segment coming up about all that. The, the, the questions leading into the games coming up and Dame's comments. But first I want to tell you guys about bet online. Are we ready for some football NFL wild card round? Just finish up with a divisional round right around the corner. There is only one place that has you covered and one place we trust betonline.ag sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus the nba playoffs are right around the corner and locked on nba is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama every monday jackson gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the nba playoffs mark your calendars to listen to locked on nba every monday to be up to date Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The wild card games are now behind us with the divisional round ahead. Will the Bills keep it rolling? Does Tom Brady have enough left in the tank for another Super Bowl run? Who's your pick? Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, DC. You're still Locked On Wizards with Ben Mehich and myself, Anthony Cittadino. Ben, speaking of Russell Westbrook, during a post-game interview today Damian Lillard brought up to a to a a reporter that was asking a question and said to him that 
he tweeted out that the Washington Wizards had a better backcourt than the Portland Trail Trailblazers. Called this reporter right out, right there on the uh, on the Zoom call, and the reporter kind of handled it well. He, you know, I mean, I, I don't know how you would handle it. I mean, I, I'd probably freeze right up if I got called out. But you know, Dame Dame called him out right there and was pretty salty, pretty bitter. I mean, what do you make of this really uh, this discussion between Dame and the, the reporter about the the Wizards backcourt compared to him and CJ McCollum. I think, first of all, I think Scott Brooks is too nice of a guy to ever say anything. But I, the first thing I saw, I was like, I hope Scott Brooks never listens to this podcast because he might call me out in the next Zoom meeting. Oh boy. But I soiled myself for that reporter. I was like, man, I would have froze up. I wouldn't know how to respond if Damian Lillard called him out. And it was unprompted. It wasn't like the reporter had mentioned some backcourt battle or anything like exactly. that. Damian was just like, hey, I saw your tweet that no one else saw. It got like four favorites, but I saw it somehow. <laughs> and let me call you out in front of everyone. Oh, by the way, hundreds of thousands of people are going to see this now too. I mean, <clears throat> Damian Lillard is that sort of guy. He reminds me of John Wall in that sense where he kind of keeps tabs on what people say about him and uses that as motivation. And I respect that about Damian Lillard. But I think for any sort of NBA pundit who seriously covers the NBA, this discussion was a difficult one to have. And I appreciate the discussion and the conversation and the debate. But honestly, I don't know, Anthony, you might disagree with me here. It's hard to even say because we haven't even seen a healthy Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook, but we've seen what a healthy CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard can do. This season, CJ McCollum's amongst the best shooting guards in leagues, averaging nearly 30 points a game. Damian Lillard always does what he does. The Wizards haven't really gotten much to show for, what, for their new backcourt. And CJ and Damian Lillard have been to the Western Conference before with them leading the team. So with that, what their individual production has amounted to legitimate success. And I think they're one of the most underrated backwards ever. And it's hard for me to put Beal and Westbrook, even when they're healthy over them, just because I think on net average, those two players are better than, than what the Wizards have. Damian and Bradley Beal might be a wash there this season. Some mm -hmm. might argue that Damian's better, and I can't even dispute that. But CJ McCollum, I think, has had a better year than, than Westbrook and is probably trending towards being a better player at this point in their careers than Russell Westbrook is. So it's kind of a tough thing for the Wizards to overcome. But, hey, that just shows the potential of the Wizards' backcourt, I think. Because when healthy, they might be in that discussion. But as of right now, it's tough to say. It is tough to say, right? We've only seen, what, seven games from Russ so far? And, and you know, they Russ and Brad just started playing together. Like you said, Dame and CJ, they 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 were just in the Western Conference Finals, not not too long ago, and they've been playing a while together. And CJ this year has, I mean, he's really really stepped it up. It's it's unbelievable what he's done. Averaging almost thirty, he's averaging over twenty eight, over five assists, over four rebounds. He's playing. I mean, he's having such a career year. He's averaging a, a steal and a half. He's doing really, really well. And Dame, obviously, he comes out. He brings it every night, over 27 a game, you know, seven assists, almost five boards. That's – and what I love about those two is, I mean, shout out Weber – shout out Weber State, shout out Lehigh. It's, you know, it's, it's so, so awesome to see this duo really play that – that well together for, for this long in the NBA. And they're both from mid-majors, super underrated, coming out of high school, super underrated, come, you know, going into the league. And they're one of the best backcourts in basketball. That's not, that is absolutely not 
you know, to be disputed. That's, you know, a hundred percent a fact. Pairing Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal. We haven't seen nearly as much as what we've seen from Damian Lillard and, and CJ McCollum. So, I mean, right, right now comparing them, you know, obviously is, is not right. I mean, you're going to take Dame and CJ. We know what that product is right now. There's a lot of question marks surrounding this Wizards team. We don't know if Bradley Beal is going to end the, end the year with the Wizards. We don't know what, I mean, how we, we really don't, we really don't even know how hurt Russ is. We, we thought we were, go, we were going to get a healthy product coming out of, you know, coming into the season. He ended up starting the season hurt in training in, in training camp. He was hurt. Now he's out for a month with a quadricep um, injury, and we don't we don't really know how long that's going to be. I mean, they say three to four weeks. It could end up being longer. We hope that it's you know around that time or shorter, but we we just don't know. We don't know really what's what's going going to happen. But right now, if we're going to compare two backcourts, one backcourt's already been to a Western Western Conference Finals before, then that's it's that's tough to say because they're they're pretty established in the Western Conference. They're starting off great this year, seven and four. So. Yeah, I mean, if <laughs> I mean, and Damian, you know, right? Obviously, he's got a lot of respect for for Russell and and Bradley. There's 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 no disrespect there at all. But he's probably just you know driving himself for this year. I mean, he's he's you know, he he saw that tweet and he's he's given himself that edge. I mean, you saw the look on his face. He was just he was staring dead into the camera after the reporter kind of <laughs> answered a answered the um the you know when he got called out. And I mean, Dame he. He was probably pissed. He was probably really pissed when he saw that. I mean, a lot of guys drive, you know, they try to find things that will drive themselves and, you know, in, in weird little ways. And this probably was one of those ways for Damian Lillard because that man's a killer. All he cares about is the playoffs. All he care, cares about is winning. He, you know, that, so, so I, I love seeing it. Um, it's a great comparison because we got two great players in Washington, obviously two, two really, really great players. I mean, you know, Russ has already won an MVP award and, and Brad right now he speaks for himself. He's the top scorer in the league. So, so yeah, I mean, being compared, and I just feel like it goes, I mean, maybe Brad Dame is more upset just because of how truly underrated he had, he and CJ have been their entire career. It has been, I mean, they, they are, they're probably, they are the most that, that can so be argued, Ben, that they could be the most underrated duo of all time. Yeah, because I think C.J. McCollum, Damian Lillard, not so much. I think he's kind of become a household name amongst basketball fans. But C.J. McCollum, to the average fan, no one really knows who he is probably. But he's the type of guy where he'll bust your favorite player's butt. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like He's the guy who will give 30 to anybody in the league. doesn't matter. And it, it is interesting that you mentioned how underrated they are because it is a common theme all throughout their basketball careers. And we're still seeing that thing. For them to really start getting the recognition that they deserve, I think, they're going to have to win at the highest level. The Western Conference Finals appearance was was fantastic. Um, they obviously barely made the playoffs last year in the bubble. They were hurt, though. Now that they're healthy, I think they have to make that another run. And it's a tough thing to ask of them because they're in the toughest conference in the NBA. But it really makes me itch, and, and I wonder what the Beal-Westbrook combination would have looked like. Because even before Westbrook got traded to Washington, I wrote that article kind of hoping that they traded John Wall for him because I thought the duo of Westbrook and Beal would have fit in really well. Mm-hmm. I thought it would have looked a lot like Paul George and Westbrook did in Oklahoma City. Those two meshed really well. And obviously you put them in the Eastern Conference and you can have fireworks, but we haven't really seen that yet. And it, and it makes me, I mean, honestly, it's a bummer that we haven't seen that. It's kind of deflated the energy of the season. And there's only so much you can do from the sideline. I, I know that Russell has been trying to remain engaged and bring the energy that he always does but when he's not on the court and Bradley Beal still kind of still carrying the team 
um, all by himself again. It's deflating, and, and it really it's a bummer. And you, we talked about it earlier with all the injuries. Um, mm. It's really sucked the life out of the season. But the Wizards have done, I think, a decent job of trying to keep it together, right? The backups have mm. been fairly reliable. They're still playing with with energy and hustle. But replacing what Westbrook, Westbrook brings to the table is just, I think, is just a difficult to ask. But you can't speaking, replace it. Exactly. And, and speaking of replacements, guys, um, after this ad break, we'll talk about a sort of fantasy replacement. We talked about how it would be nice if the Wizards could could replicate Thomas Bryant's energy or, or find an adequate replacement in free agency or trade, but that doesn't seem like a possibility. So we'll, we'll tap into the fantasy world for a second here. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Wizards fans, go behind the scenes of the game you love and get all the sides of the story with the Rejecting the Screen podcast. Each week, Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko get personal by interviewing players, coaches, media members, all the people who make the NBA happen. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get podcasts. Welcome back, Locked On Wizards fans. As I just mentioned, we've previously talked about in, in other podcasts about how ways in which the team can improve perhaps internally uh, maybe looking externally through free agency and trade and the wizards might be out of resources there if we're going to be honest they don't have a ton of trade um, sort of assets on their team to improve their roster and given how things have just been in flux it's hard to predict but i wanted to ask you anthony we haven't really talked about the former wizards teams in the past but it got me thinking <clears throat> the wizards have a huge hole defensively if you could add any other wizard from the modern era, we'll stick to the modern era because I'm assuming most of the fans didn't watch Wes Unsell growing up. Um, let's stick to 2000s and, and onward. If you can add any former wizards from the modern era and put them on this year's team, who would you bring back and why? Wow. Um, so I can't, I mean, you know, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of questions surrounding, you know, defense and, and their depth, you know, at, at, with their centers this year and, and their bigs, but can we really overlook prime Gilbert arenas? Can we really overlook? I mean, really even on, you know, on, on Gil's team. I mean, how great Karan Butler was too. But if we want to go that route for a center, I mean, why not bring up Gortat? Why not? Why not? Everyone laughing out there that put, you know, that my, you know, my my Polish brother. He he did great. I think he he played really really well for that Wizards team when he was when you know how how he did. I mean, I, and I know they're they're looking right now for for a center. With the loss of Thomas Bryant, they're looking for another another good capable big, and if a if there was a capable Gortat out there, that'd be great, I think. But again, how can we overlook Prime Gill, Superstar Gill? I mean, like you know, Team USA Gill. I don't. I I I'd want to slap myself if I if I didn't pick Prime Gill. You might have to slap me, Anthony. I mean, <laughs> I, I gave this question some thought, and I was like, obviously, Gilberinus is probably the best player in modern history. You can make at least a good argument for him that the Wizards have had. Right. But 
his talent is kind of equivalent to Bradley Beal in the sense that they're both such elite scorers. Right. You're right, though. When you have that much firepower, how could you deny it? But if you have two players who are averaging 30 points a game, are your holes still patched up where you need patching? Because the team is still amongst the best scoring teams in the league, even without Gilbert. Obviously, you add Gilbert, they're probably the best offensive team in the league. But is that enough for them to even win games? I'm not sure. But you mentioned another player on, on Gilbert's roster back in the day. Cron Butler was not only a fantastic defender, but imagine all-star Cron Butler with Bradley Beal and Russell Westbrook. That would be amazing. And another player I think that slept on, Nene would be incredible. Mm. Underrated Wizards ever, I think. His numbers right. never popped, even in Denver. He'll give you 14 and 7, 15 and 8, or what have you. But his he was one of the best defenders in the league when he played. Remember what he Absolutely. what he what he did to Joakim Noah in 2013-14 when John Wall made, first made a pause? Joakim Noah was coming off or was the defensive player of the year, and he ate him up that series. And then remember Jimmy Butler. Was like trying to have uh, beef with him, and they, and then they oh started, yeah, Nene like put, swung on him, and they put him in a Muay Thai clinch, and that was a lot. Jimmy Butler, who no one messes with, never messed with Nene after that, and he would add an element of toughness and defense that this team is sorely lacking. Marching Gortat, I thought was a great pick. Another guy who probably the best center the Wizards have had in modern history. With all due respect to Brendan Haywood, who was also a very serviceable center, but Ooh, okay, yeah, I mean. Gortat was as solid as centers came. He was good defensively. Right. One of the best pick and roll big men in the league. Did all the little things that mattered. He was a good rim protector, even though he wasn't a fantastic shot blocker. He knew where to be. Yeah. He was a part of those really good defensive teams in the Wizards. Had he knew there. his job. Exactly. And yeah, it's, I think it's a fun question to ask, but it also brings up the point that the Wizards really haven't had a ton of talent over like the past 20 years. I guess I don't want to say just that, Ben. I mean, they've had. They've had more talent than than a, than a lot of other franchises, oh, though. This the, guy the brings up the New York Knicks oh, again. God. I'm gonna I'm gonna quit. <laughs> well, it's true, really. The past 20 years, look at it. Yeah, the Albany Patroons have had more talent than the New York Knicks. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> I I mean, no, I it, I I hear what you're saying, but but there were some great teams early on when when Gill was going at Braun when you know those those younger years with uh when Braun was still in Cleveland. Those were great teams. Love, love that. And then obviously, you know, the, the, the most recent years with, with John Bradley, Marshall Gortat and, and guys like, you know, Otto Porter, that's teams like that. Those, those were great teams. And I still believe this team can be a great, a great team. If they're, if they all stay healthy, if Russell comes back, he's healthy. Cause right now, Ben, I don't know about you. I, I don't, I don't mind that he's out right now, right? There were, there was way too many question marks before. It was just way too confusing. I mean, we're, we're not going to play him back to backs. He's kind of, he, he might be hurt. He might not be hurt. We're playing him over 37 minutes a game and he might be hurt. And, and now we find out that he is hurt. I would much rather have a, a hurt Russell Westbrook. Just wait, sit, yeah. sit, just wait. You know, rehab, get get better, and then come back when the time is right, and and he's actually able to be Russell Westbrook. We have, I mean, he hasn't dunked all season. We haven't seen like the Russell Westbrook that we know. I mean, and and I commend him for for trying to play through it. There's a reason why there was a no dunk, you know, rule in in training camp that that Scott Scott Brooks implemented. No no dunking. Are you kidding me? And yeah, of course I, he's hurt. Of course, there's no, there is no reason he should have even started the season. There's, there's really not. 
Yeah, I'm no doctor, but I'm right there with you. Um, if they knew he had hurt his quad and that he was laboring it, knowing that he was relying on his athleticism, knowing that he's 32 years old, knowing that he looks hurt. I mean, we didn't even get this information that he was hurt. And on one of our podcasts, I mentioned, like, he looks like he's hurt. He's playing hurt. Yeah, he's never driving to the basket. He's taking the only shots he's taking are, are mid-range jump shots, and they're not going in. He looks not that explosive. He's not attacking the basket. He just doesn't look like himself. So if they knew he was hurt, why, like you said, why play him? You have all season to get him healthy. And if if that if playing him hurt him more, exactly, I think the Wizards really made a grave mistake. And it's unfortunate because this team went through a complete restructuring. They added an entire medical staff, a brand new medical staff. I'm not putting this on them either because I, I don't know the details. But if they knew he was hurt and played him anyway, Man, I mean, that's that's it's kind of hard not to pin the fault on, on the, the Wizards medical team at least a little bit there. I mean, do you want to mismanage a player's injury that you're paying them over $41 million a year? Why, yeah, why, maybe, I mean, maybe they just thought he could play through it. Who knows? I don't know. But even I'm just surprised, especially with Scott. I mean, Scott has worked with Russell for a long, long time, as we know, right? I mean, Scott was his coach as a rookie. And it's it's just... It just did not, it, this all does not make sense to me. I mean, this is how you mismanage in, injuries. This is why a Kawhi Leonard left San Antonio. They mismanaged his injuries. This, this, this made no sense whatsoever. And if you, if you're going to, if you're, you can't take, why would you take a risk for the first 10 games of the season? That, yeah, that doesn't make, yeah. And it's hard to say because we don't really know what they knew and didn't know. But we, I mean, from what we know, he had hurt himself in training camp. Chris Miller from NBC Sports Washington had tweeted that he's obviously very well connected with the team. Absolutely. Said that he got hurt in training camp. <clears throat> but to what extent was the injury? Because players play hurt all the time. They tweak their ankles, tweak whatever, and they play hurt if it's a minor injury. So maybe it was a minor thing that they thought he could play through. And then he ended up getting progressively more hurt throughout the season or whatever. And that's what it seems like it was. But either way, if he was hurt and he looked hurt, it just didn't make sense to me that Ish Smith and Hal Neto had already been coming into their own. They, they showed that they were reliable. And now you have a player who's out four weeks, possibly more, like you mentioned. It, it really raises questions at the one, how they're handling it. And two, why don't, why don't we know more about this? Like it's very easy to send out a press release and say that you know, he re he reaggravated his quad injury. He'll be out four weeks, but I mean, we're just basically taking off a, a tweet with all due respect to Quentin Mayo. This isn't like a team staff member saying anything. Right. And I just, I can't, I can't say that they are right for, for what, I mean, even if they're, they were trying to milk it, uh, you know, maybe he tweaked it a little bit and they're trying to like, you know, milk it, change his game up a little bit, you know, maybe Scott, you know, had to plan with, with Russ to take more mid-range jumpers to, to to stay out of the paint more. To me, that's not smart. That's I I, I mean, yeah, like do do we want to see Russell Westbrook on the floor? I, I want to see Russell Westbrook play every game. A hundred. The the basketball is better with guys like Russell Westbrook playing basketball. Period. Wherever he is, he's one of the best in the world, and that's just a fact. Everyone out there, you know, you know, hating on Russ. I don't care what you got to say. One of the best in the world, and. Just seeing how his game really changed at the, at the beginning of this year, it's it, it did not make sense to to even really try. What it what was the point of of bringing him bringing him back if he's if he's laboring on this quad and these ten these ten games like really really don't matter I mean, right now. There's so many question marks. Every every franchise knew there was question marks around this season. You, you know, regardless before the season, just because. Half the schedule came out with them knowing that there was going to be a lot of games postponed later in the season, early in the season. So 
if you're if you're not going to you know rest your guys that need to be rested that 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 are hurt and 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 let them rehab let them you know um you know do do pt and and, and get better I mean, why not at the beginning of a season like this with so many question marks we, we still don't even know if we're going to end up having to go through like a two week shutdown that still could be a factor i i i'm happy that they're they're resting him now i'm just really as a fan of Russell Westbrook, I'm just kind of pissed. I mean, it just didn't make any sense. You're playing the guy the most minutes he's ever played before. You're sitting him for back-to-backs and he's hurt. This yeah. Is, that's how you mismanage like people's injuries. And and right now, I mean, as the Wizards, do you want to mismanage one of your only two stars like that, you know, that has an injury? No, that's, that's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, and, and like I said, it, it, it's really hard to say conclusively that they just outright mismanaged it because we don't – like if he just had a, a sore quad, like I get why they'd play him. Maybe not the most minutes of his career. He has been sitting on back-to-back, so he's been getting lots of rest. I'm not sure he's been having like crazy um, you know, practice sessions either. Like you said, Scott Brooks had this no-dunk thing. So they've, they've been trying to manage his body. Right. But like you said, if they knew he was hurt in training camp and, and he looked hurt, it just didn't – It just, like you said it. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I would have played him. And if I if we had known that he was hurt in training camp, I think we all would have questioned the idea of playing him immediately, knowing that it's a long season. We don't really know what's going to happen in the season, like you said. And there's plenty of games left. You could play him later and, and have a chance to rebound. But if he's aggravated his injury to the point where he's missing three, four weeks, maybe more, whatever, whatever it ends up being. It ends up, you know, you end up shooting yourself in the foot because those first seven games, it only amounted to two wins anyway. So the juice really wasn't worth the squeeze there, Anthony. It, it wasn't. And honestly, if he sat by, if he just sat, you know, in training camp until now, he'd be fully healthy, right? Yeah, he didn't play preseason though. So I don't, right, I don't know how much right. he's training. Whatever. He just got that, thing, like, uh, like wasn't he got a little bit of burn in the last game, something like that, I think, preseason. Did he see the floor a little bit the last game in preseason? Yeah, he played in the last preseason. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. But he, I think he yep. played one half of that what? was that was it, right? Yeah, that not too much, not too Something much play. Like yeah, yeah, he he didn't play very uh, very much in preseason, but. Yeah, Lockdown Wizards fans, um, it, it's hard. Look, we don't really know what the hell's going on with the team. I don't think they know what the hell's going on. We're kind of just waiting to see if there's games happening. Um, and, of course, we'll provide more updates as, as, as we get them with regards to Russell Westbrook's injury. And you got anything else before we sign off here? DC, we love you. We appreciate you. We can't wait to rock with you again tomorrow or next week, Ben. We got, you know, we're on Monday through Friday now. We're going to keep keep it rolling regardless of what games will be postponed. Next games, hopefully, Sunday, Monday, hosting Cleveland. Then five-game road trip starting with Charlotte. DC, we love you. We can't wait to rock with you again. Ben, do you got anything else? Yeah, stay safe, guys. And since Robin Lopez isn't shooting any threes, maybe you'll, you'll have a, a dream of him hitting a three or something. <laughs> have a good night, guys. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.